Welcome back to the New York iDoc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Damaris Raimondi. My interview episodes are still in development. Today is Sunday, February 7th, 2021, and the interview episodes will be out in two weeks. In today's episode, I will be teaching you analogies and, como siempre, enseñándoles más palabras en español. And we will be talking about two things that are near and dear to our hearts, glaucoma and cataracts. Now let's get this show started. As an optometrist, glaucoma and cataracts are my bread and butter. And I find myself day in and day out educating my patients on these two topics. So I wanted to give you a glimpse of what it's like to be one of my patients. So what I usually like to explain is that our eye is essentially a sphere and it has a ton of layers, kind of like an onion, but also not quite because it's hollow in some parts and in other parts, it has many, many nooks and crannies. So let's clear things up. What is glaucoma? This is how I would explain it to my patients. Well, there are many different types of glaucoma, but essentially what it comes down to is that glaucoma is optic nerve damage. Your optic nerve is your cranial nerve and it connects your eye to your brain and it sends all the visual messages and interprets these images. And of course, if you imagine this, the optic nerve has many fibers within it. And it's typically when you look at it facing forward, it looks like a donut. And if you can imagine, right, you know a donut. Donut has a lot of dough and it has a small donut hole, all right? So the dough in the donut are the nerve fiber tissues, all right? Now, what happens in glaucoma is that that donut hole looks bigger because we are losing nerve fiber around that optic nerve. So you have a strangely shaped donut with a larger hole and less dough. And that lesser amount of dough, that's the damage. Now, remember I said that there's many different types of glaucoma? Well, even though there's many different types, unfortunately, right now, we only have one main tool in our toolkit to stop optic nerve damage and that's by lowering your eye pressure so when you think about that your eye pressure what ends up happening if that's elevated for you and i say for you because everybody actually has a pretty unique number of where they should be at if it's high then you can imagine that the eye's plumbing system can be thrown completely off and if it's pressing on that optic nerve that's how that damage is happening. It's happening because it's pressing and creating that larger hole there. So my next question that my patients will tell me would be, what is the first sign of glaucoma? Excellent question. Because the first sign is that there's no sign. It's Glaucoma is called the silent thief of vision because one of the first things that you lose is your peripheral vision. What's your peripheral vision? It's your side vision. And that's not something that you're going to notice. You're not going to, with glaucoma, you're not going to feel any pain. 
You won't have any discomfort for the most part. You know, there are, again, many different types of glaucoma. But with the first sign being peripheral vision loss, it's not something that you notice. You will start noticing it only when glaucoma is very, very advanced, which is why it's so important for all of us to get annual eye exams so that we can know exactly what your baseline is, what your healthy point is at, and then what we can do from going forward. Can glaucoma be stopped? Again, preventative care is the most important thing. So when I notice that something's a little different, yes, I can immediately start glaucoma medication treatment, which would begin with one drop that you would need to take every single day without fail. And that's how we would approach things. And of course, depending on the type of glaucoma, yes, we can stop it where it's at. But again, for that, we would need you to come in for an annual eye exam to know exactly where you stand in that. And another common question is, is glaucoma hereditary? Yes, there's a huge hereditary component. So I will often ask you, do you know if you're, you know, if anyone in your family has ever been told that they have glaucoma? And if I happen to diagnose you with glaucoma, I will encourage you to get your blood relatives tested as well. So that's a quick summary on glaucoma. And let's, uh, if you notice, I use the donut analogy, which is amazing. And if you're doing the donut analogy while showing the patient the, their optic nerve photos themselves on your computer and within an eye model, like a 3D eye model that you can hold, that it just really, uh, patients completely understand and get what the disease process is. So let's do a quick summary of how that would be said in Spanish. Maybe you kind of already have a script, but let's add a couple of things to that. ¿Qué es el glaucoma? Hay varias clases de glaucoma, pero básicamente el glaucoma es un grupo de enfermedades que pueden causar daño al nervio óptico del ojo. Y se conoce como el ladrón silencioso de la vista, porque al principio no se presenta ningún síntoma. Y la pérdida de visión que se suele producir es de una forma muy lenta y suele afectar primero a la visión periférica, eso es a decir la visión de sus lados. Sin embargo, si se trata a tiempo, se puede prevenir la pérdida de la visión. Es importante entonces realizarse exámenes de los ojos con dilatación de las pupilas frecuentes para detectar cambios tempranos de daño en el nervio óptico. Entonces, ¿qué significa ese daño del nervio óptico? Bueno, si se imagina, el nervio óptico es el nervio que conecta su ojo a su cerebro. Ahí pasa la información de las imágenes de que usted ve y el cerebro los interpreta. Y los interpreta por varias fibras que son tejidos pequeñitos que conectan el ojo al cerebro. Y lo que sucede es que si se imagina, esto es como un donut, ¿ok? Y, y lo que yo hago es enseño una foto de un donut, que hay un pequeño huequito ahí y hay uh, varias, uh, una grande área de la masa, del dough. Y entonces cuando uno pierde esa masa, si se imagina, parece diferente el donut, no parece como debe estar, no está íntegro. Y eso es que sucedió daño. Y... Como dije, hay varias clases de glaucoma, pero lo único que tenemos nosotros como uh, 
como optometristas es el tratamiento de las gotas para prevenir la glaucoma o mejor dicho que tratamos, tratamos la glaucoma con gotas. Y estas gotas serían para bajar su presión intraocular y lo tendría que usar cada día sin fallar. Dependiendo de la clase de glaucoma que usted tiene, a lo mejor hay otras formas de tratamiento, pero la principal manera es con gotas. Y entonces, doctora, ¿cuál es la primera seña de glaucoma? ¿Cuál es la ¿Qué notaría yo? No, como estaba diciendo, la, no hay, no hay señas, no hay síntomas cuando la persona tiene glaucoma. Uno no lo siente porque lo primero que sucede en la enfermedad es que uno pierde su visión periférica, su visión de los lados. Eso es lo primero que va y uno no, no nota eso. Uno no nota que perdió esa visión hasta que está muy avanzado. Entonces, esa es la razón porque es muy importante siempre hacerse exámenes anuales con dilatación de las pupilas en sus ojos. Y, doctor, ¿se puede parar la glaucoma? ¿Podemos, ¿Qué podemos hacer? Sí, y se trata con las gotas que mencioné antes. And again, you know, I hope you guys find this really helpful for me when I, I love languages, so I love learning new ones. And the best way to learn it is to just immerse yourself in it and hear it. And you'll actually understand a lot more than you think you do, right? I'm sure that you're surprised by like understanding most of what I mentioned before. Okay, so that's a little bit about glaucoma. Now we know that glaucoma affects the optic nerve. Awesome. So that's in the back of the eye. Let's move on to cataracts. What are cataracts? How do I describe cataracts to my patients? What are cataracts? If we think about our eye like a globe or like a sphere, cataracts are in the middle, hanging out right in the middle of our eye. You cannot see them at all when you're looking at someone. You can't. You have to do a dilated eye exam because this is, once again, hanging out in the middle of your eye. And what we have there is your crystalline lens. And for most of your life, that crystalline lens is crystal clear. So when light shines onto your cornea, it passes through your lens, it lands on your macula, and then those signals go through your optic nerve. And this lens, it's kind of shaped like an M&M, and it has many layers. So it's a crystal clear M&M. Remember that there are many, many different types of cataracts. But basically, at the core of it all, what ends up happening is that this clear M&M starts becoming cloudy, and it starts becoming yellow, and then it starts becoming brown. It starts opacifying. So much so that it actually stops light and because it's opaque, light doesn't go through as efficiently to your macula and to your optic nerve. Sometimes the cataracts can look like a, a Christmas tree, a Christmas tree cataract. Sometimes it can look like little bicycle spokes and sometimes it can be a little hidden and hard to see in the back of the eye. What causes cataracts? Usually it is age-related. So the more birthdays you have, the more likely it is that I'm going to find cataracts. And if you live long enough, you're going to have cataracts. It's just a, a fact. Another thing that does cause it too is related to the age, how much 
UV or sunlight exposure you've had throughout your life. You know, if you had a little bit more of it, if you never really wore sunglasses, you're going to get cataracts a little earlier. And there's so many other different causes. But basically, is this little M&M in the middle of your eyeball that got a little bit yellow, a little brown. So can cataracts be cured? Yes, they can be cured in, in the sense that we would take them out. You, it requires surgery. There are no drops that are going to cure cataracts. One thing you can do in your uh, youth, right, in your early, early years is using sunglasses, um, eating foods that are, are rich in but different vitamins, right? Like like kale, carrots, and all that. But that's not necessarily going to prevent it either. It might just make it so you don't have one that's that intense, okay? So the way cataracts are cured is that once they are ready, you get surgery done. And the surgery itself is shorter than this podcast. What's done is there's a little incision done on the side of your eye. The ophthalmologist goes in. And it, he takes out, he or she takes out the little lens and then puts in a nice clear implant so that now light goes into your eye beautifully. And that little teeny tiny lens has a prescription in it. So that's the only way that it can be cured through surgery. Are cataracts hereditary? Partially yes, partially no, but we are all going to get it. And can cataracts come back? No, they cannot come back if you get surgery because you have a clear lens implant. In the past, it might have been thought that cataracts could come back because certain cells were left behind in the surgery and then they would hang on to the implant and kind of cover it up. But that's something entirely uh, different than that. Okay, listos para escuchar todo esto en español? Muy bien. Entonces, ¿qué son las cataratas? Bueno, si se imagina su ojo, ¿verdad? Es un globo, es un esfero. Y en mitad del globo, adentro está su lente cristalino. Como el nombre dice, esto tiene que estar completamente transparente y es cristalino. Y tiene el, la forma de una lenteja o la forma del, de un M&M candy. Tiene esa forma y está suspendido en la mitad de su ojo. Las cataratas no se pueden ver afuera. Si usted está mirando a una persona, no le puede ver. Está adentro. Y adentro, por la mayor parte de su vida, está transparente. Y lo que sucede es que la luz entra a su ojo por su córnea y pasa por su lente cristalino transparente Llega a su mácula, esa información va y es transmitido al nervio óptico, lo que manda la señal a su cerebro. Entonces, ¿pero qué sucede con las cataratas? Entonces, esta lentejita o este M&M en la mitad de su ojo está totalmente, se vuelve opaco. Se vuelve amarillo, después se vuelve marrón y bloquea esa luz, bloquea lo que yo describí ahorita anteriormente. Y la luz no llega como debe llegar a su destino, al cerebro. Y entonces, ¿qué causa estas cataratas? Bueno, lo que le causa es que usted tiene demasiado cumpleaños ahora. Mejor dicho, de que esto viene con la edad. Es algo completamente parte de eh, teniendo más edad y nos va a suceder a todos. 
pero lo que lo acelera es estando expuesto al sol por nuestra vida entera y no usando gafas de sol a veces. Pero, como estaba diciendo, hay muchísimas diferentes clases de cataratas. La, gran, la más común es la, donde, la cual donde el lente cristalino está volviéndose más amarillo y marrón. Hay otros que parecen como la rueda de una bicicleta, hay otros que parecen un árbol de Navidad y hay otros que están más escondidos, que están solamente en la parte posterior de la lenteja del M&M. Entonces, los casos hay varios. Y la siguiente pregunta que usted tendrá para mí es, ¿se puede curar las cataratas? ¿Qué puedo hacer? Bueno, la única cura es cirugía. Quiero repetir esto para que se quede bien claro. No hay gotas para curar las cataratas. Lo que se hace es una cirugía para remover las cataratas. Y esa cirugía es más corto que este episodio de mi podcast. Lo que hace es que el cirujano o cirujana hace una incisión en el lado de su ojo, uno bien pequeñito, y va adentro y remueve la catarata que está opaca. Y después adentro pone un implante claro y transparente que tiene un poder, tiene una medida. Y así podemos restaurar el que la luz entre a su ojo como debe ser. Lo que sí puede hacer en, en términos de prevención es comiendo a comidas bien nutritivas como el kale, la espinaca y las zanahorias. También empezando a usar gafas de sol todo el tiempo para proteger sus ojos, pero eso no va a necesariamente prevenir las cataratas, sino que va a hacer de que no venga y no suceda tan rápidamente o tan muy temprano, a muy temprana edad. Y su siguiente pregunta para mí es, ¿es hereditario las cataratas? Sí, algunos sí son, pero mayor parte es realmente lo que uno puede pensar de ellos es que tiene que hacerse examen de los ojos y nos va a suceder a toditos si vivimos lo suficientemente, los suficientes años. Y doctora, ¿pueden regresar las cataratas? ¿Pueden volver a crecer? No, no van a volver a crecer en la forma de que usted piensa, porque ya removieron las cataratas. Lo que a veces sucede es de que durante eh, la cirugía, algunas células se quedan adentro del ojo y se empiezan a pegar al implante transparente y empiezan a tapar la visión, pero eso es algo un poco diferente. All right, I hope you found that helpful. If you want me to clarify anything, please send me a DM on Instagram at New York Eye Doc. I am more than happy to help. It's amazing to immerse yourself. And if you want to change the speed, you can actually do that on whatever podcast platform that you're using. You can change it to half. You can change it to two times. But I'm just talking to you the way that I would talk to my patients and the way that you soon will be speaking in Spanish also. Thank you so much for listening. The next episode, I will have ready for you a listener survey. I'm so excited to put this out because it's going to give me a chance to get to know you. And it's going to be a place where you can give me feedback on what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. And don't worry, it'll be anonymous. Also, I have an announcement. I'm changing my podcast name. I will do the big name reveal next week. I'm not so much like going in a new direction as much as I am making my goals with this podcast clearer.
my podcast champions representation and lifelong education. And I want my message to come through louder and clearer than ever before. I'll still keep my persona on social media as at New York IDOC. And it's my promise to you that in this new chapter, my episodes are going to be just as great, if not better than before. And it's all going to be on the same feed. So you don't have to do anything except say, yay, a name change. All right. If you learned some Spanish with this episode or you learned more about different eye conditions, please share this episode with a friend. Thank you always for your support. Onward and upward. Dr. Raimondi out.